to this episode of the Roar Podcast. My name is Joel. My name is Terrell. And today we are joined by a very special guest. She is the coordinator of advancement in ag programming, Mrs. Abby Crawford. Welcome, Abby. Hey, how are you? Welcome, Abby. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, before we start, we always have a little banter, and today's more of a discussion than banter. Um, with, my bottle. I apologize. With with COVID and all, it's been it's been hard to travel, and I I love traveling, and so we're just. Thought it'd be it'd be fun to reminisce about some of our favorite travels. Um, Want to specifically ask you what is your favorite travel destination, Abby? And where, out of all the places you've been, what has been your favorite spot? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so I've been to some pretty neat places, but oh man, it's pretty hard. So initially, I was gonna say Savannah, Georgia, is just it's pretty touristy, but I love it. I eat something new there every single time. I'm a foodie. I love mm. taking pictures of my food. They do have good food there. They do. And like with the I've right filter. Oh my gosh, Terrell. what? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you gotta go, Terrell. Oh, that's so unfortunate for you. <laughs> like, so I just, there is something about taking pictures of my food for all five of my followers to see. <laughs> and with like the right filter and the aesthetic, it is it's so nice. So I really like Savannah. Also, Jamaica is mm. beautiful. Jamaica don't Yes. I would love to go. Oh my gosh. We went snorkeling at the coral reef and we went ziplining and climbed the Duns River Fall. And oh, it's it's just beautiful. So much adventure to be had. It's so fun. I'd love to go back. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Terrell? What's been your favorite spot? Um, so so far, I don't do a lot of traveling, but I've been to um Mount Zion in Utah twice. Mm. Um if you guys don't know, look this up. It's called uh, Angel's Landing. It's a four-mile hike, four miles there, four miles back. Ooh, the last, lost me a hike. Are you? But I'll, I'll, I'll just Google it. <laughs> the, I'll the, save Google. <laughs> the last, I think it's like quarter of a mile, is um, all on this ridge. So it's like all kind of like pointed and going along. Mm-hmm. And you have to hold on to a chain uh-uh. to get to the very end, yes. which is Definitely Angel's Definitely just Landing. Googling. <laughs> When I tell you that you did it on your own free will, or was somebody behind you making you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> for real, dude! I Let- did do it on. My, I did it on my own free will to say that I could do. It. I'm a bigger guy, right? So me saying that I could, that I did that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look at him, right? He oh, you did, did that. that? Yeah, wow. exactly. Oh, yeah. Right? You did it. I feel you. So mm-hmm. no. I, yeah, no thanks. I enjoyed up there. It's, uh, the mountains are absolutely beautiful. The wildlife. I camped up there both times as well. That's awesome. Uh, That's always fun. When you say camp, are you, are you about to tell me like in a tent? In the tent. On a sleeping bag? Uh, no, I bought a mattress pad. <sighs> okay, good. Yeah, I bought a mattress pad. Mm-hmm. Cool, dude. Mm-mm. That's awesome. That's really cool. I commend you. That is yeah. getting warm well with done, nature. Sir. No, and honestly. You're so country. Look- <laughs> 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 Cowboy. <laughs> That's Cowboy Tolbert. <laughs> Uh, I don't claim it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what about you, Joel? So, I don't know. I was, I, as I was thinking about this question myself, it's probably my favorite spot I've ever visited. So, I had the privilege of going to Kenya um, a few years ago, and we got to drive through the Rift Valley. So, it's one of the lowest elevations on Earth. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of cool about the valley is that it, it gets bigger every year. So, they're on a, wow. like a, they're on a plate. I don't know what you call those things. A tectonic plate? That Those, one of those. Yeah. And so every year, <laughs> the Rift Valley gets bigger by like six feet. Wow. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It That's was a nuts. lot. It's a lot. I like, think you were say like two centimeters. No, like, it was, it was, it might not be quite six feet, but it was huge, 
huge amount of land or the the valley gets bigger yeah. and wow. so much bigger every year but it's so cool once we so we, we drove through it which took forever so we went down into it up out of it and looking back across the the sunrise it mm. was it was beautiful so that was by far one of my favorites places i've ever visited but yeah so traveling now that covid's kind of finally dying down i'm looking forward to doing that again i don't know about you guys i'm so ready to get do you out have any fun. trips planned i we, i actually do so uh my wife and i are going to greece this summer so we're super excited hopefully fingers finger, fingers 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 crossed <laughs> fingers crossed that covid doesn't cancel it yeah doesn't do anything to yeah. ruin it but that's that's the plan as of right now anybody Definitely. going anywhere fun this summer abby um i'm actually going to fort worth and dallas in august for my birthday Ooh. so excited about that i'm gonna go awesome. see some concerts and spend time with my fam eat some good food too. talk yes. about some good food texas, texas knows how to do it so i go to texas three times a year for work and every time i go i stay at the same hotel I feel like I almost have the same Uber driver because <laughs> I find a small little airport in um, Dallas. I go to the same marketplace every single time for, again, for my job and then the same restaurant. So I'm excited to kind of see like what else is outside of this one road in Dallas Explore that I travel to. Further than the road. That's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So I'm excited to see a little bit more of it. Cool. Try yeah. do anything fun this summer? <clears throat> Any travels? Um, well, that was... I guess that, that technically was part of the summer when you yeah. went to Utah. Did it, so it? I um, started in Utah, went to um, Arizona and part of... So it was Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico. So I went to Angel's Landing and then went over to um, Horseshoe Bend. Cool. Um, got to see the sand dunes. Oh, did you... S- surfboard yeah did you it? go down them uh, no. oh no oh, oh no. that looks like so much fun oh, no just just was, looked at them uh, i got close enough mm-hmm. where i could take a picture that's about it's it because it believe it or not it's super windy over there mm-hmm. so it's like all sand and everything blown in your face, in your face. Yeah. yeah no thanks so i got close enough where i could take my little nice picture if you want to go to check my instagram t.tolbert oh my god oh, <laughs> wow. shameless wow. plug <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, this guy. Right there. there we go. This guy. Okay, 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 okay. For those listeners, go go tag yourself. Say, "Hey, Terrell, it's me. I'm listening to the podcast. So dead. Check out Big this picture. Fan. Huge fan. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, guys, for those of you who are might be attending Warner this coming fall, if you're traveling this summer, throw up a hashtag. Throw up the the woo wherever you're at. Tag us. Let us know what you're doing this summer so we can. Keep track with you and have some fun. Yeah, we'd love to follow along with our students and see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Now, kind of transitioning into this episode's topic of discussion. Before we do so, Abby, do you mind sharing a little bit with our listeners, a little bit about your your story um, and kind of how God brought you to Warner and kind of how you got involved into the position that you are in today? Yeah. So, um, when I was a sophomore in high school, um, my best friend's cousin, I grew up with them my whole life, um, she was my public speaking coach. And <clears throat> I, after, I guess you could call it practice one night, um, she said, Hey, I've got something exciting going on at a local college in town. And, um, have you ever heard of Warner university? And I said, no, where is it? And she's like, it's in Lake Wales, almost a frost proof. And I'm like, where's frost proof? <laughs> like, I've never left Haines city before. And, um, so she introduced me to Warner. I came and visited her on campus and she told me a little bit about it. And she's like, pretty much um, you're going to come here. And I said, oh, okay, yes, ma'am. Yeah. So 
I, that like sealed the deal for me. I just never realized that there was somewhere else out there because that's where Lauren told me to go. So I had to come. And then, so we talked about it all the time, every Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that. Oh, you're almost here. I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. And my senior year, right as I'm graduating, it was um, probably in May, she uh, came up to see me and I was like, oh, you know, two, four more months and I'll be there. And she's like, I've got some news. And I said, what? And she's like, I'm moving to Auburn. I said, oh. I'm sorry. I thought this school was in <laughs> oh my gosh. down the road. <laughs> and so um, she left me high and dry. I was like terrified my first day of school because I knew nobody. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I Really, there was even without Lauren being here. I mean, I'm thankful she's the one that brought me here and told me about the school and kind of got me started and helped me, you know, answered all my questions about it. And um, and then I got here and I worked with all the ag students. I was an ag student myself and we were real involved. We had an awesome officer team and we traveled around, got to meet new students and um, through Doing that, I became a student worker in the advancement department and worked real closely with them. And actually, I remember when our VP, Andrea Teese, when she came in to interview for the job, um, she wanted to meet with, you know, her future staff and uh, students and stuff like that. And I actually got to meet her and interview her awesome. and ask wow. her her plans here. Cool and, know that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and she interviewed me, too. And we just kind of talked. And that's kind of what started our relationship. So when she started... Um, that following school year, I asked her, you know, how was the summer? How was the move? And we just got really close with that. And as it became time to graduate, we had some, whereas I, it came time for me to graduate. Um, some opportunities became available that I kind of started working towards to hopefully get that job. And God just kind of started opening up different doors that led me into my position now. And I'm forever thankful for them because really we never expected my position to be open um mm. and it kind of just worked out perfectly so that's awesome yeah, that's yeah my that's little really cool. that's my story i'm sticking to it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right so kind of jumping in we are here to talk about resumes yes. right mm. and um there's such an important part of the um after college, right? Mm -hmm. Once you start to jump into real life, it's mm -hmm. something that well, you, you during college too. During co exactly yeah. during college too, it's something that you have to know how to do to open doors for yourself, right? Oh yeah, like how you were talking about. So, for our first question for you, uh, what should a resume's structure look like? Right. Okay, so resume structure. Essentially, a resume is a look into your life. So if I'm um, interviewing you for a job or if you're applying for a job and you send me your resume, I want to be able to know about you. Um, I want to be able to read it and kind of call you after and ask you more questions. Hey, I saw on your resume you had this listed. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Um, oh, I see that you have. So don't mind me. I'm definitely going to be using some agriculture terms because that's where a lot of my resumes are in um, or have been focused towards. And last week, I actually worked with about 32 students on resumes. So, <laughs> so it's nice and fresh. Yeah. <laughs> very nice and fresh. And kind of looked them all over and mentally graded them. Like, okay, you know, the ones that really stuck out to me and the ones that didn't. And having numbers on there. Hey, I saw you bred 32 of this rabbit breed. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? And did you like this breed over this breed? So... Brief and short, where it left me with questions to ask, but not to where it said, um, I was a camp counselor. 
okay, what kind of camp and what was your experience? Like, you don't want it to be so vague where it has opportunity for too many questions, you mm-hmm. know, um, if that yeah. makes sense. Because especially if I'm essentially when somebody looks at your resume, you have about three seconds to grab their attention before they put it in the next pile. Mm-hmm. And if your resume isn't, I don't want to say attractive enough, but that's essentially what it is. If it's pretty bland and a lot of white and black, it's, it might not go in this folder. It might mm-hmm. stick in, you know, another one, like a maybe. But if it has something that sticks out to it where you remember at least what it looks like, even if the content is not what you want to see, you'll look back at it because it looks different. Yeah. So, but the structure of it, it should be a brief um, summary of yourself and it needs to obviously have your name, your, I'm sorry, I keep hitting this table. I hope you can't hear it, (laughs) (laughs) but it should have your name, your contact information, your objective and why you're applying for this job and what you plan to do, what your goals are in this, have your education, job references, um, job past past jobs and your skills that you have, you know, stuff like that. Um, This is your time to brag about yourself. So by all means, even if you're a very humble and quiet person, use your words Mm -hmm. (laughs) to 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 brag. It is is the most appropriate time to brag. So kind of honing in on, so you kind of talked about the general structure, but what Mm -hmm. are some important sections that you would encourage someone who's just getting started? This may be their first time writing a resume. Mm -hmm. What's obviously every aspect of resume is important, but what are some, maybe some key sections that they should spend some extra time honing and shaping and outlining? Okay. So this one, my first one, and it sounds so I feel like it's pretty obvious, but your contact information, I cannot tell you. It's, I think because it is so small, you just think like, okay, I'll go back and throw that in. Like, I really want to focus on this. So for an example, just last week, I, um, reading all the resumes, I'm like, wow, this student is incredible. I really want them to come to Warner and I'm reading all about it, all of their skills and stuff like that. And I'm looking, no way to contact him. I don't know. Oh boy. There's no, Golly. I have no way, there's no idea. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. And later on throughout it, through, I mean, I had to research. Like when I say research, I stalked, I figured I knew what high school the student went to and yeah. could kind of gather some other information that I was looking for. But it was just a shame that I couldn't. So if you're applying for a job or anything, mm-hmm. if you're contact, no employer is going to spend that amount of time yeah. to find you. Exactly. Good point. Like exactly. you're, so it was just a perfect, um, example of how awesome his resume and the content was. And if that I was an employer, was he would have gone straight to the shredder because, yeah. oh, you've just wasted all my time being really into you and yeah. really wanting to find out about you. And then you just left me with a cliffhanger. Mm. So yeah. no time for that. So let's just say that that's a real important one. The <laughs> next one that is one of my favorites is always the skills. Cause your school, I mean, Everybody has different experiences at school. Obviously, of course, I'm definitely not knocking education. That is important. But you could have gone to an awesome school and not done that well at it or not been active in it. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, that's not where I'm going to find out who you are. Your your professional skills um, and your qualities that you have, this is where you list any leadership opportunities and um, your job descriptions and stuff like that. Those are the sections that I really care to see, but especially the skills. Cause mm-hmm. I just feel like that's a little bit more. It's not when, you know, whenever you list your past jobs and stuff like that, it's there, but your, the skills and interest. Oh, and hobbies. That's a good one mm. because that's how I can connect with you in other ways too. Yeah. Um, and not just keeping it professional. And it's important to have like personality. I'm big on relationships. So if I can see 
obviously, you know, by resume, I can tell, okay, this person's really into this. This mm-hmm. is kind of their niche, but their hobbies might be totally different. And that's where we might click at. And you just never really know where those go to. Yeah, definitely. So I'd say skills and hobbies, interest. Skills, hobbies, interest. All right. Okay. So, um, this next question, right? You talked a little bit about the timeline. So past jobs, schooling, all that stuff. Um, how would you say that should be structured? Because I've heard it two different ways. Should that be uh, past to present or present to past? Um, I have always done past to present. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that's kind of more like your personal preference. What you don't want is a mix. It needs to go in some type of order, whether it's past to present, present to past, but not where it's like, this was yesterday. This was five months ago. This was today. And this is, you know, Mm -hmm. it needs to go in an, in some type of timeline. So that's more so like opinion based, I'd say. Um, But personally, I do like to read it and see where you've been and where you are now. That's kind of how I read things. Like you read a story, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you don't want what's currently happening and no background information. So to me, when I'm reading seeing past, be the first listed kind of helps me to see like where you started and how this turned into this and these skills acquired keeps going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's just my perf- personal preference. Um, but that's, if I had to pick, I'd tell you to do it past to present. <laughs> cool. Cool. I, I agree with you. There's an added benefit to be- all depends on your style. Mm-hmm. At the same time, structure is huge. And you're, you touched on a really important point is that whatever you choose, make sure it's consistent with what you do next. Like mm-hmm. that's volunteer experience. For example, some kids like to edit and add volunteer experience. Make sure that's also in a timeline that's matches. Yeah. Like making mm-hmm. it build off of each other. Yeah. Because yes. if you, I just think of like building a pyramid mm-hmm. and obviously the pyramid goes up, but whenever you're doing resume, you know, you start with the base and then you keep going up. Yeah, so exactly. that's just my visual that I give myself whenever I'm doing them. Cool. Okay. So kind of touching on another point that you kind of brought up during the important sections that you highlighted. Um, what are some strategies you encourage? I would, maybe you would encourage students to touch on when it comes to giving them an opportunity to express their leadership styles or their leadership skills. What kind of, points can they add to their resume that kind of reflects how they interact with people, how they lead in a sense. So actually last week I had a student send me their resume and, um, and under the leadership, it said that they had uh, volunteered with some preschool classes Mm. or not preschool, I'm sorry, elementary school. And they taught some agriculture and I was like, awesome. Mm -hmm. No information. Like that was it. So I asked her, I said, okay, name that project. Mm. You know, what was that project name? That needs to be in bold. Underneath it with a bullet needs to be, in this project, I did blank. And this Mm. was how I led my team. This is how I showed them. Just like one short sentence, a brief little short summary. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't need to say, on Thursday, I did this and I collected these and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, some details, but not that many. Um, but that's, you know, when you can do stuff. So if you were a camp counselor, any type of leadership, how did you acquire that leadership? Mm. What office position were you in? What did you have to do as that officer? What were some of your major responsibilities Mm. or what was, I mean, without going into great detail about, um, there was drama on my team or, you know, I successfully led a team dealing with consequences, but utilizing, you know, these tools and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Because like you said. Resumes in some situations is your first impression. And mm-hmm. so you want to have an opportunity to kind of 
express yourself. And one of those ways is by touching on those points where you exercise leadership ex- abilities and skills. Um, again, kind of using the example you brought up as a, as a camp counselor and you taught ag for preschoolers. Mm-hmm. Some may not think that's worthy of putting on a resume, but that's actually a super important point to put it on a resume. Well, and especially if I'm hiring you for a student involvement position exactly. or an ag teacher position. Exactly. So you also want to think, what job are you applying for mm. and what skills do you have that are applicable to that job? True. If you're applying for an ag teaching position, maybe don't put that you took underwater basket weaving in class. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just think about yep. what is, because this is typically resumes only need to be one page. Mm-hmm. Nobody has time to flip them over and keep yep. looking. So you want to put your most valuable information on there and what you really care for them to know. So don't waste your time putting you know, I, I did dance for five years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But how is that helping you be what you're mm-hmm. applying for? Yeah. So making everything relevant and building off of one another to factor in that job goal, what, whatever your objective is, all the things listed on there need to reflect how that's helping you achieve your objective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So getting into, um, I know you earlier, you talked about, or we talked about structure, mm-hmm. right? Um, so are there any fonts, accents, colors, things that people should not use when creating their resume? So I like it very clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be too messy. Now, I will also say make it attractive. Maybe don't use the exact same font that everybody else. If you have a template and it has, I don't know, Arial on it. Feel mm-hmm. free to change it to um, Century New Gothic. Mm-hmm. You know, a clean font that's not curls empty. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is a hard no. <laughs> um, it needs to be readable. Yeah. I would say keeping it black font is just easier on the eyes. Red and blue aren't really, you don't want to do that. And do, oh, I graded one. Actually, and Andrea and I were looking it over, and um, she was really impressed with a lot of the students that I had and their resumes. And I said, yeah, but look at this one. And she was like, what's wrong with it? It's great. And I said, did you actually read any of the content? She's like, no, because the font. And I'm like, see, that's it. Yeah. This font that the student had used, um, it was a condensed oh, – goodness gracious, if I hadn't just said it, I would – it was condensed something. But it's – you know, so it's real thin letters, and they're all in capitals, and he bolded it. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> we are not doing that so instead of using you know the big cute swirly fonts thinking that's going to grab your eyes now do that maybe with your name at the very top in the header make Mm -hmm. the header attractive and the rest will flow yeah so you don't if you use a clean font and just bold it or even italicize it for your headers and your section headers um but you don't need to carry that on throughout it there's absolutely really no need to use red or blue or yellow definitely no yellow that does not show up whenever you print. That's I'm not going to read it. And if I can't read it immediately as soon as I look at it, I'm not going to keep trying to go back. Like mm-hmm. I said, people spend three seconds looking at it. And if they can't read it, they're not going to. They're Move not going to fight. Exactly. Flip, next one. Yep. They want ease. We live in a really fast-paced world, and we don't take time for breaks, and we're not going to take time to try to decipher what this yellow font says. Yeah. So – no, I wouldn't say that there's, I mean, yeah, I guess I did just say like, don't use curls empty, <laughs> um, but just keep in mind like the readability of it and how easy is it on the eyes. So while this student had a beautiful structure of his, it was very clean, very organized, had nice crisp lines and very good spacing. Unfortunately, I never once read a single one of his experiences because mm. it was too hard yeah. and it was a smaller font, which it, it wasn't too small. I wouldn't go any lower than... 
10 to 12. Mm -hmm. And his, I'd say, was probably about a 10, but it was real thin and all in capitals and Mm -hmm. bold. And they were close together. It just was not pleasing on the eyes. And to this day, I mean, I've had it for a week and every time I look at it, I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) So I like skim like my favorite sections, you know, so the hobbies and stuff like that and try to get something, but just nothing has stood out to me anywhere on it because I'm just not, I can't look at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of employers today on top of the resume also ask for a cover letter. Mm -hmm. Um, In your experience, um, what should a cover letter contain that kind of grabs the attention of the potential employer? What content should you put in there to make you stand out as a potential employee? So um, for a cover letter, yes, I think those are always the cover letters and thank you notes. And we'll probably talk on that in a little bit after those are so needed because while yes, your resume is a nice brief shot, you can't use you can't go into super hard detail on your resume, you know, and your experiences yeah. and stuff. Um, you can give a little detail, but obviously you can't go into a whole paragraph about this one thing. So your cover letter, you know, you might want to put um, to whom it may concern to the hiring committee at blank or dear so and so, maybe not dear, but something like this to my attendance mm-hmm. and. This is your time to go into detail and introduce yourself and tell them why you are going to make such a great asset to their team and why they are lucky to have you. Don't put, you're lucky to have me if you hire me. But, you know, this is your time to verbally brag about yourself in a more descriptive manner than just your resume. So, Mm -hmm. you know... I see you're hiring for this. And my experience is through blank, blank, blank. You'll see my resume reflects this by this, but I'd like to go into great detail. This mm. one specific project, this was exactly like, this was the turning point in my life that made me realize I'm going to be an amazing ag teacher one day. Mm. This is my life experience. You know, so just going into more detail on that cover letter and thanking them at the end. Thank you for your time and consideration. I hope to work with you one day mm-hmm. and sign your name. Um, I have always had my kids sincerely three spaces type their name and between those three spaces hand sign it um and you don't um my little cousin actually we included her headshot with her so that you can put a name to the a face to the name um and it was a very appropriate it was a headshot it had she had on her ffa apparel so Mm. it went with the purpose of the you know the intention Mm -hmm. right but if you're applying for a job even just a nice headshot it doesn't no instagram no selfie (laughs) no nothing like that your hair makeup you know you need to be fresh shaved like very cleaned up so that they're like oh that would be a great face with my organization Mm -hmm. because that plays a lot of role into it also especially if you're going to be out in the community we want to know that you're going to have a fresh face and put a good step forward to it, you know, if you're representing the company. So mm-hmm. that plays a big role into it. So if you have a nice headshot, um, by all means, use it. And honestly, so many small photographers anymore that are, that are on Facebook, look at their work, but they offer promos and headshots are not expensive. They're a good investment for you to have. Definitely. Because um, you never know when you'll need one. Yeah. But no Instagram, no Snapchat selfies. <laughs> Do not put that on your resume or cover letter. <laughs> oh, Lord. The day I see one, I will be calling you. <laughs> oh, my stars. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's also something. So, sorry, this just kind of clicked with me. Yeah, of course. If you 
you know, consider yourself as an influencer or so again, obviously I kind of am pretty active in the FFA ag world. So a lot of my students on their resumes, I started noticing these more recent years, not back in my day, <laughs> but now, back in my day. right back in my day, um, she the acts kids, like she's so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't, I grew up in a social media era as it was coming up. Like mm. I remember when Facebook became a social media platform mm, yeah. and these kids, you know, I'm pretty sure they were probably born with an Instagram account. <laughs> so, but they are very mindful about what they post. Of course, be very mindful, especially if you're going to put your handle on your resume. Mm-hmm. But it was That's nice because then I can see them. I can see how they interact with it. I can see who they follow. I can see what they post and how relevant it is. And if they're applying for a communication job, that is their portfolio, you know, yeah. how they have their own social media. And if they have a blog, how often are they blogging? So if you're doing that and that's the realm that you're wanting to go or you want to see, because, I mean, if you put that on, your future employer would like to go. I, we do it with our students. We know. we. I am not afraid to go look at their TikToks or their, you know, Instagram accounts and just yeah. see who am I bringing into the school? Who yeah. is going to be a representative of our school one day? Um, and employers are the same. So if you put that, you know, make sure it's cleaned up, make sure it's nice and it's a good reflection of yourself. Yeah. Um, these, again, especially if they've never met you before, you want them to be able to see who you are as a person and make that something that you're proud of. Yeah. So clean up social media if you need to, you know, Definitely. just have it a nice reflection of yourself. But yeah. that is something really good to have on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. It's it's almost like a um, it's a secondhand tool. It's After all, reading, you know, the hobbies and your right. skills, you can go on and, and I see. Mean, yeah, I don't want to call it like a business card, but it's a way for people to see it. It's yeah. your walking resume. I yeah. mean, this is seeing it in person with visuals, pictures of you at your projects with your, you know, your livestock or anything that's on your resume. Again, I'm sorry for all the ad references. But <laughs> this, is, this was my experience. But it is nice. And oh, my favorite is whenever students list like, oh, I own this blank and i'm like oh cool they might have a social media and i go and look and it's like do you do you really yeah. do you really or do yeah. you just put that on your resume another i'm sorry there is a movie that recently came out i do i have not seen it yet but i with me and my resumes it's really surprising <laughs> i have it but it was a um i think it's tiffany hadid was in it tiffany hadid um, um she's a comedian she's a hilarious but anyways so she's applying for this job i think she worked at like a, a supermarket or something and she went on i don't know indeed.com somewhere and she submitted for this like really oh, big position yes. you know what i'm talking about i saw about? this movie it was so funny so funny but she puts on there so like she went to harvard yeah. and all this stuff and they hired her they did and it was, was it so her funny. son typed the resume Something so she like had that. no idea what was on and they asked her she's like yeah, yeah. Hard. I mean, she was there at that point. So, what are you going to do? Lie to your right. interviewer? Yeah. So it was a really going, funny movie. And they hired her. So, um, but you know what's funny? She did well. She, <laughs> but let's also remember kiddos. But yes. <laughs> this is Hollywood. It's, all, it's a movie. <laughs> it's not how the world works. But, yes. um, Dude, don't don't lie on your resume. No, <laughs> don't do that. Do not do that because you will be asked and you don't want to be awkward. Like, I did put that I could do that on my resume and I have no idea how. You know, just be honest with yourself. You do not have to lie to get a job. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Yeah, mm, good point. Exactly. not meant to lie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all these things no, are yeah. coming back. Like, oh, another example there. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back, we talked about uh, thank you notes real briefly. Yes. 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 So, um, can you explain the value of a thank mm-hmm. you note and um, what should it look like? 
Oh, my stars. Okay, so I don't know if I'm just, if it's growing up in the South, but we've had monogrammed thank you notes that my mom got <laughs> Oh, my us. goodness. No way. Like, we... Growing up, even after our birthdays, my brother and I, like after the party and all the friends are over, we did not go and we were not allowed to play with our toys. They went right back in the bag. And until we had that thank you note written and put in our mailbox, we'd have to walk down our long old driveway and put the little red flag up on the mailbox. But until that point was made, we were not allowed to play with the toys because you hadn't thanked the person yet. Um, And thanking them and even for their time, like, thank you so much for coming to my birthday. And my mom was really big on not making a bland thank you note. Like, thank you for coming. Hope you had fun. Make it personal. Thank you so much, Aunt Barbara, for this Barbie doll. I cannot wait to play, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. like, that's more of a birthday party <laughs> reference. But thanking somebody for their time and being very intentional with it. Um, I actually, anytime I get a thank you note at work, I save it so that I can use them for examples. And I've got great ones. I've got bad ones. Um, but it's helpful for students to see like where, what do I need to write and how, how do I need to address it? Um, thank you notes are so important. They, I actually, so about two years ago, um, I sponsored a student at, um, a local fair and I sent him, you know, some, a, a check and stuff like that. And, I was kind of surprised that he sent me a thank you note after. Hmm. And um, just because it wasn't a big thing, like I just kind of went quietly and did it. And usually at the fair, they tell you the big buyer, but they don't always list all your like, you know, little smaller add-ons and stuff like that. And um, so I was really impressed to get that. And then also I have a student, um, he's coming into campus. He sent me a thank you note after his tour and told me like... um, Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. He said, Miss Crawford, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated that you touched on this. I'm really thankful to be coming to a school that knows me so well already. Mm. And, you know, I'm very thankful for being able to learn from you over the years. And and I was like, that is incredible. Yeah. Because he, you know, he didn't, it wasn't a birthday present. It was just time that I spent with him Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to make sure he was getting his best, um, time here and I wasn't wasting his time walking him around showing him mm. stuff he didn't care to see. Yeah, um, awesome. We were real intentional with his tour and and maybe it is just because I knew him a little bit more personally. I was able to talk about stuff like, how's this going with you? And did that ever get resolved? And how can we help you here with that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuff like that. So I was really impressed that he also sent me a thank you card. Um, and that's just something that has always stuck with me. And I know whenever he starts in the fall and I see him like, that's the kid that sent me this after his tour. And I was just doing my job. I wasn't doing anything extra you know, crazy or anything like that. I was just being honest with him and, you know, doing the tour and stuff. So it was really neat to me. And I was thankful that parents still instill that value um, and that Mm. in their student, uh, their kids. Um, So, yeah, there's a huge value to it. Huge. It just, it's just that last final little touch of Mm -hmm. like, here's, I've given it my all. I have sent you a cover letter. I've sent you my resume. You have stalked me. I've interviewed. I've done everything. And this is my last ditch effort to get it. Um, Handwritten is always best. Mm Mm-hmm. As long as it's legible. So I don't want to sound mean, but my boys, sometimes if you need to email a thank you, that's okay. Guilty. That is a okay. If if you don't have the handwriting that's super legible, because again, if it looks like chicken scratch, I don't know. I, you know. So, and also, I mean, and if you can't do cursive, that's okay too. Just a good old handwriting, just that you learned in kindergarten. Um, 
But if you need to type it, that's okay. It's very understandable. But if you can handwrite it and it's nice, do it. There's You can get thank you cards at TJ Maxx, at Target. They've got them everywhere. Um, get it, get something that's cute. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's adorable. I actually had a friend's mom who sent me a thank you card. And I texted her and was like, where'd you get these? I want to go get a pack. And she got them <laughs> for me for, like, Christmas or something. Um, so I just – I love them. I you need to do them. There's mm. really, it's just, again, that last final little touch little of touch. customer service yeah. that might send them over the edge. Like, wow, that student, you know, that person really sent me this and what can I do nice for them? Or, mm. you know, what, or maybe I should hire them. Um, it doesn't need to be anything super long. It just needs to say, you know, dear Terrell, thank you so much for my inviting me to be on the Roar podcast. It meant a lot to me that I was able to share my story and why resumes were so important. I really hope you valued our time as well. Again, thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Signed, Abby. Something real short, real sweet, and personal. Yeah, cool. But yeah. That, that's it. Is easy as pie. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing with us, Abby. Of that, course. And sending all the, your, your experiences to, I hope for our listeners that you learned a lot. I know I learned a little bit. I'm going to go home and tweak my resume up a little bit. Hey, send it to me. Also, Canva has tons and yes, tons of I, really I, I good templates. That last week. Yes, I will by all means send them to me. I don't mind looking over resumes. I have done it enough. <laughs> send some more. <laughs> it's well, fun. Well, Terrell, it's that time. It is that time, Joel. It is that oh, time. This is scary. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. So, Abby, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a question for you mm, okay have you seen shrek 3 have i seen shrek 3 yes oh sorry <laughs> come on now am i even Whoa. a babysitter <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh the birthday scene oh gosh <laughs> you know the, the little boy you know with the, she knows where it's going mm-hmm. and, and the bob I know where we're going yep the, and what does he say joel do the roar do the roar <laughs> <laughs> so abby uh-huh you gotta do the roar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gosh. all part of being a part of the roar podcast. Yep. <laughs> Got to give us a roar before uh, you head out. All right. Let's close this baby out. <laughs> <laughs> roar. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like this it. Is awful. It's, one like of our, it. It's, it's one of our best. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty yeah. good. Oh, really? Okay, don't let it get to your head. Do, we wanna, pretty good. Right, do we want to do it like this intro for the next one or whatever? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like I said, no. don't let it get to your head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, these headphones are all of a sudden getting so tight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Abby. Thank you, guys. And for of the course. listeners, always check us out anywhere you can stream podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music. Until next time, see you guys. See ya. Peace out. <laughs>